0: Today on the podcast, we are talking about things you probably don't know about your menstrual cycles. And in today's edition, we're talking about body temperature, and how your body temperature changes depending on the phase of your cycle you're in, and how that can impact your workout performance. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Wellness Simplified Podcast. Simple wellness tips to help you improve your life without turning it upside down. With your host, award winning fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and wellness expert, Susie Thevens. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about menstrual cycles and body temperature. Exciting stuff. However, it should be exciting stuff because these are things that we should know about, but most people don't. Now, last week I shared on my Instagram stories that I was talking to my business coach and telling him I had this idea about creating a fitness program that helped women sync their menstrual cycles to their workout programs because we should be working out differently during the different phases of our menstrual cycle, but most people don't know that. And then I put a survey up on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, asking people who knew that you were supposed to work out differently during the different phases of your cycle and 85% of the people who responded had no idea. So obviously this is something we need to talk about, and I absolutely am putting together a program that's going to make this super simple. You just need to know when your period started, and most people can figure that out (laughs) if they have an active period, and you can just go right from there, and it's going to help you to sync your workouts to your cycle, and it's going to make you feel better, perform better, and have less frustration because... If you're anything like me, you have in the past, or maybe even just now, get into a routine and then your period comes and you feel like crap for a few days and you just fall off your workout regime. And then when your period's over, you try to pick up the pieces and get back to it. And it just feels like this broken cycle because it is a broken cycle, because we are working out in a way that does not support our natural cycle. And as a result... We struggle to stay with a routine. We struggle with motivation and we struggle with feeling bad about ourselves because why can't I just suck it up and do the thing during my period? It's not, it's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. We've just been taught to work out incorrectly because we've been taught to work out like a man. There is a better way. I'm going to teach you some of those things right now starting with how your body temperature changes throughout the different phases of your cycle. This is something that men do not have to concern themselves with because they don't have a cycle. So let's get to it. So let's start off by just very quickly going over the four phases of the menstrual cycle. These are things that we all should know, but a lot of us don't. So obviously we have the menstrual period, the period of time where you're actively bleeding followed by the follicular stage, ovulation, and then the luteal phase. So you have the four stages, ovulation is a very short window, but it is in there, and then follicular and luteal. So those are our stages of our period. They go in the same order every time. So as long as you know when your period ends, you know when you've entered into your follicular phase. If you are someone who's pretty in tune with her body and can tell when you've ovulated, then you're going to know when you're going into your luteal phase. And then when your period starts, hello, you're back at the menstrual. So there's the four phases and each one, the hormones act a little bit differently. And today we're going to just touch on the luteal phase primarily because this is about 14 days in length. And this is where our progesterone rises estrogen drops after ovulation remember luteal comes right after ovulation before rising again toward the middle of the phase so this increase in progesterone causes our body temperature to increase to prepare for the fertilization of an egg so if you've ever um oh gosh i can't think of what's called right now but there is a birth control method that just involves taking your temperature Every morning when you wake up so you can figure out when you're ovulating based on your body temperature so this goes along with that but unless somebody ever put these two together for you you've probably never really considered how that impacts exercise and exercise performance so your body temperature naturally rises throughout your cycle and if fertilization doesn't occur both estrogen and progesterone levels decrease abruptly the luteal phase ends, and then you have your period. So if we know that during our luteal phase, our body temperature is higher than usual, what we need to remember is that humans are very unique in that we sweat when we get hot as a way to cool ourselves down. And now you might think that you always start to sweat at the same temperature. Like I don't actually know what it is. I'm sure it differs person to person, but let's say that your internal temperature has to be what? 43 degrees Celsius. Again, I'm making this up before your body starts to sweat. Well, during your gluteal phase, because your body temperature naturally is higher, your internal temperature is going to have to get higher than usual before you will start to sweat. So if you normally start to sweat at 43 Because your body temperature is naturally higher now, you're going to have to get to 44, which might not seem like a big difference, but it makes a lot of difference in your ability to perform, especially during the hotter months of the year. Another fun fact is that you're also less able to dilate the small blood vessels under your skin, which compromises your ability to release heat hyperthermia, not hypothermia, but hyperthermia, which is an increased body temperature, is one of the factors that can cause fatigue during prolonged exercise, prolonged workouts. So long, intense workouts, and especially talking to runners, races, or triathlons, or biking, those of types of things during this phase of your cycle can make them really challenging. And it also increases your chances of getting a heat illness, like heat exhaustion or heat stroke, just because you're starting off at a hotter temperature in those summer months. Again, it's hotter outside and you have to get hotter in order to start sweating. And because of your blood vessels, it's harder for your body to get rid of the heat. So it's just a perfect storm. So this is not the time of your cycle to be really pushing hard, especially if it's warm outside. It is just not the time. And... Put your hand up, (laughs) not that I can see if you already knew this, because I'm guessing most people listening to this right now had no idea. Maybe there's a few of you who actually do know, and that's fantastic, but most people have no clue that this is a thing, and it's really important. So since we've already talked about body temperature, let's take this one step further and talk a little bit about breathing and the changes to your breath during your menstrual cycle or your 28 day cycle or whatever your cycle length is. Breathing is of course ventilation, the movement of air in and out of your lungs. And as we exercise, it increases, right? So at rest, we breathe about half a liter of air per breath and about six liters of air per minute if you're breathing at that ideal, quote unquote ideal six breaths per minute rate. When you are like racing a 5K, you can breathe up to 100 to 125 liters per minute. So that's, that's a lot of air. So we go back once again to the luteal phase and that increase in progesterone during that phase because that's when progesterone is at its highest. Progesterone stimulates ventilation no matter the intensity of your workout. So you're always gonna be breathing harder during your workouts when you're in your luteal phase versus follicular, etc. So your workouts are gonna feel harder And you're probably going to feel more winded than you do in the other phases of your cycle and this is true at exercise at exercise when exercising or at rest you're breathing more even at rest during this stage of your cycle there are a lot of very sciencey things that go into this but essentially what you need to know is anaerobic workouts workouts without oxygen So those more intense workouts like high-intensity interval training, um, fast races like 800 to 5-kilometer races where you're pushing really hard, those types of workouts are going to be much more challenging during this phase of your cycle because you just don't have that same respiratory output that you normally would. And what's also interesting is because you're breathing more during this phase. You're still only breathing in a certain amount of air with each breath, right? And if more of that oxygen has to go to the muscles responsible for breathing, there is less oxygen left over for the rest of your body. There's less oxygen left to oxygenate the muscles of your legs and your arms in order to help you have those really strong workouts. So all we've really done here is we've looked at one stage of our menstrual cycle and looked at two small parts of the whole anatomy package. We looked at, we looked at body temperature and we looked at breathing and looked at the ways that both negatively impact our ability to perform well or as well as we normally would in our workouts, in our physical activities compared to other parts of our cycle. Those are just two small little things This was really just a short little episode to get you thinking about things that maybe you've never considered before, how we are expecting too much from ourselves if we expect each workout to feel the same week after week, regardless of what part of our cycle we are in, because we shouldn't. Our body is acting differently. Our body is different. There was an expert once who said we are four different people throughout a four-week period menstrual cycle for different people because physiologically so many different things happen over that period and we really are doing ourselves a disservice when we expect ourselves to perform the same as men because they don't have these same things going on. They don't have these cycles where their hormone levels are increasing and decreasing as our body is doing different things to prepare for the possibility of making a person, (laughs) right? We need to stop thinking black and white and expecting ourselves to perform the same every single week. I hope you found this episode interesting, and I hope maybe it's opened your eyes a little bit to why I think it's so important for us to have workouts that support our cycle. And the last year, my work life has obviously changed drastically. I went from teaching six days a week to teaching much fewer classes and being able to pre-record a lot of classes and honestly being able to cycle sync my class load in a much more efficient way it was something that I was never really able to do before because it's just the way my schedule was I just couldn't do it and now I can and it's made a huge difference and it's funny because I wrote an ebook about this exact thing back in 2015 but it took until 2020 before I could start to follow it myself and I really want to bring this to the masses, to you, to make that connection and to provide you with the resources so you don't have to think about it. You just know, okay, I started my period today, today is day one, and follow as it goes. Like, let's just take the guesswork out of it, let me do the sciencey bit, and I'll just give you the simple thing where you just press play. So that is what my next project is that I'm working on, is getting together the CycleSync Workout Program so that you can start to work out in a way that helps not only you feel better during the different stages of your menstrual cycle, but also allows you to support your hormones in a better way. Because when we work out in a way that supports our hormones, we're able to get a better cycle. So Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or have any comments about today's episode, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Suzy Confesses. You can email me at info at Of course, my virtual studio is welluniversity.ca. Facebook.com slash Confessions of a Fitness Instructor. And the blog is confessionsofafitnessinstructor.com. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next time.